Hello everybody and welcome to this podcast for National Apprenticeship Week from the Royal Aeronautical Society. My name is Nick Davis and I'm the Careers and Skills Executive here at the Society. I'm joined by my colleague in the careers team, Rishi Radia, who's going to be supporting me today on this podcast. We are delighted to welcome Zoe Garstang from BAE Systems. Zoe is an airworthiness engineer at BAE. She has recently completed her apprenticeship and she's here today to tell us all about it um, and also what she's currently doing. So welcome Zoe. Thank you very much Nick. So I'm Zoe Garstang. I joined BAE Systems Advanced Engineering Apprenticeship Scheme in 2016. I've recently completed the scheme and I'm now an airworthiness engineer working with the company. Amazing. Thank you, Zoe. So um, first of all, we're, we're going to start with um, a, a few questions. So Zoe, you um, outlined that you're an airworthiness engineer. Um, this sounds really, really exciting. Would you mind just outlining what you do as an airworthiness engineer? And also, in your view, what is the most enjoyable aspect of your role? Yeah, OK. So for me, the most enjoyable aspect of my role is how varied it is. So we're not necessarily specialists in one particular area, but we get involved in a breadth of different areas of engineering and also the different systems on the aircraft. I've recently moved from Typhoon Flight Safety Analysis, where we supported the aircraft in service and we also analysed data trends. Um, and in the last couple of weeks, I've joined the Future Programmes Airworthiness team. And this includes Team Tempest, which is all very exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, Team Tempest is, is a really exciting project um, that, that's going on at the moment. Um, brilliant. So what, what first inspired you to get into aerospace? I always wanted to do something STEM related when I was at school. And I loved going to air shows as a kid, but I'd never really considered combining the two. Not until I came to BA Systems for their Teenager to Work Day. I met a specialist engineer and he really took the time to show me what he did, took me around the manufacturing sheds and to be honest, that was it. I was sold. And um, from that point on, if anybody asked what I wanted to do, it was aerospace engineering. Oh, brilliant. That's great. Now, Zoe, you've just completed your apprenticeship, I believe. So um, first of all, congratulations on that. That's an amazing achievement. <laughs> so um, what, what made you um, choose to go down the apprenticeship route overall? At first, I was very undecided. Mm -hmm. So at school, there were a lot of people telling me to continue on to college and university because I was quite academic, but I wanted to keep my options open. Um, so I applied for the BA Systems Apprenticeship alongside my college and sixth form applications. If nothing else, I wanted the interview experience and I thought that this could be a really good opportunity for that. When the offer of the apprenticeship was on the table, that posed a very difficult decision. Mm. Um, so whilst waiting for my GCSEs, I came to BA Systems for work experience. And I worked on the Typhoon major units assembly line over at Salmsbury. And it was through that work experience that I realised I wanted to give the apprenticeship a try. Mm -hmm. And I also realised that it wasn't a case of choosing between work and study. I had the mm -hmm. opportunity to do both. Yeah. 
Brilliant. And how did you initially find out about the the apprenticeship at, at, at BAE? Um, and did, did you apply to sort of any other companies be, before BAE? So I found out about the apprenticeship through the Teenager to Work Day event right. that I attended. Yeah. Um, so I was in year nine at the time, so about 13 years old. Um, and as I mentioned, because I was quite academic, I was more focused on going to college and university. So I only applied to the one apprenticeship at the time, more for the experience than anything else. Um, but it turned out to be one of the best decisions that I've ever made. Mm, brilliant. Oh, amazing. And, you know, was the interview process quite scary? Did you did you get any sort of support from 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 your school or any um, friends, family to prepare? Um. I was very, very nervous at mm. the interview uh, as it was my first ever one, mm. <laughs> but it turns out that I didn't need to be. Oh. Um, everybody was so friendly mm. and there were current employees there, often apprentices themselves. Um, they answered any questions that we had at the interview centre and the interviewers themselves were genuinely interested in what I had to say. and. It was quite clear that they understood the situation, that it was my first ever interview. And I'm sure that they see a lot of people in a similar situation. Um, to be honest, I didn't get any help with the interview itself because I didn't tell anybody that I'd actually applied. Right. Um, I wanted to, to see what I was capable of on my own and Brilliant. basically see how far I could get. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, that certainly paid off, didn't it? So, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Lovely. And what, um, what did a typical day look like whilst you were on, on your apprenticeship? That's a tricky one because <laughs> they varied so much. Um, I was fortunate that in all of my placements, I was given tasks and projects to get stuck into straight away. Um, and they were, they were real tasks as well that had a real business need. So most days I'd spend my time working on those projects um, and using them for evidence for my qualifications. Um, that could be anything from implementing continuous improvement activities, data analysis, material testing, all sorts, really. Brilliant. So every, every day was different. Brilliant. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Would you be able to tell um, our listeners what an, sort of an apprenticeship entails? So, for example, how much time you spend in the workplace, how much time you spent going to going to college um, and sort of studying um, and, and what kind of qualifications you also studied for? Yeah, so the first year of my apprenticeship took place in BA Systems Academy for Skills and Knowledge in Lancashire. Um, here I developed my engineering skills, so that was things such as fitting, CNC machining, um, carbon fibre, layup and also a bit of 3D printing. Um, and after that we went into the business, so I undertook a number of different placements in areas such as materials engineering, um, F35 production and electrical manufacturing planning. So there were, there were lots of different areas. Um, during the apprenticeship, I spent four days a week in the workplace and one day a week at college, originally studying for a BTEC Level 3 National Diploma. And then I went on to study a level four higher national certificate or HNC. Both of those were in aeronautical engineering. 
And then as part of the apprenticeship, I also completed a level three national vocational qualification or MVQ for short um, in engineering technical support. So this involved creating logbooks of the tasks that I'd completed in each workplace, just to show what I'd learned and how I'd applied my skills. Brilliant, thanks Zoe. And um, just sort of following on, just following on from that, um, are you looking to sort of um, uh, carry on sort of studying? Are you, are you looking to take up any other opportunities to further your education now you've come off the, the apprenticeship at all? Definitely. So mm -hmm. at the moment, I'm studying for a higher national diploma or HND. Mm -hmm. um, that finishes this year and I'd really like to continue that uh, later on. So I'd like to go on to do a degree at some point. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that's quite important to me. Mm. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, and finally, just just from me, before I hand over to to my colleague Rishi, um, would you be able to just outline the top three things that you have taken away from your apprenticeship? That's a difficult one because there's a lot of things. <laughs> maybe top five <laughs> or maybe more. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is that there are always people willing to help you. So everyone that I've worked with has been willing to share their knowledge and has taken time to show me things when they can see that I'm genuinely interested. Um, as mentioned earlier, I've also come to realise that an apprenticeship combines the best of both worlds. So as we've just said, I was able to study and gain real experience in the workplace. And I firmly believe that I've learned so much more as an apprentice than I would have done on a full-time college course. But that's, that's just me. Um, and I suppose the final thing I've taken away is you don't need to know all the answers. So as an apprentice, and even now as a junior engineer, I'm here to learn. And if I don't know something, I'm much more comfortable saying that I don't know, I'll go and find out and come back to you. Because most of the time, I want to know the answer just as much as the person that's asking. So it's in both our interests. So uh, thank you for that, Zoe. So I'm going to hand over to my colleague, Rishi, now, who will uh, ask you some, some questions as well. So over to Rishi. Hi, Zoe. Um, it's great to have you here with us. Um, just a brief introduction to myself. Uh, my name is Rishi Radia, uh, and I'm the Education and Diversity Officer at the Royal Aeronautical Society. So I support um, Nick, who you've just um, heard from, um, with all of our careers act, uh, activities, including outreach and also um, working on the diversity sector of um, encouraging um, people from all sort of diverse diverse backgrounds to um, join the aerospace sector, as there's so much on offer. Um, but it's great to be here today to um, discuss um, the National Apprenticeship Week uh, with Zoe Goldstein. So um, thank you uh, very much for being here, Zoe, on behalf of myself. Um, I'd like to, um, first of all, start with um, you know, um, every job has its own sort of uh, unique set of skill sets um, that is required to succeed, um, whether whether you work in any industry, um, uh, from aerospace to sort of any um, ed the education sector to uh, working in the healthcare sector, as we've seen so um, so uh, predominantly in recent times. Um, with regards to the aerospace apprenticeship, what would you say are the top key skills required to succeed? For me, the top one would be enthusiasm, I think, and showing a willingness to learn. As I mentioned earlier, 
people are always happy to share what they know if you're keen and if you show an interest. Um, I also think that an apprentice has to be adaptable. So my placements were split into four month chunks and within those there were sometimes smaller internal moves within departments and that was a lot of change and task change on a daily basis as well. So showing that you can react positively to that change is definitely a useful skill. The, the final one for me will probably be proactiveness as well. So whether that's proposing an idea, seeking out additional opportunities in and outside of the workplace, or simply going forward and asking a question, it demonstrates a level of commitment and it gives you the best chance of getting the most out of your apprenticeship. That sounds fantastic, Zoe, and that is obviously those key skills um, are very important, especially adaptability, um, as um, uh, adaptability is obviously important in any workplace, um, especially recently as well. So um, they are you know, they are fantastic key skills that can also be used in um, across a very, very variety of roles, um, other uh, also other than just the apprenticeship, I'm sure. So you know, these are skills that you can obviously take forward, forward with you in any role that you go on to do in the future. Um, and obviously all of these, um, uh, everybody has sort of highlights throughout, throughout their um, throughout their working life. Um, and I wanted to ask you, looking back on your apprenticeship, what were some of your biggest highlights um, whilst you were undertaking your apprenticeship at BAE? I think the, the biggest highlight for me came from the STEM outreach activities that I've been fortunate enough to be involved with. Um, so I was selected to support two STEM events out in the United Arab Emirates. Um, and this oh, involved teams. Yeah, it was fantastic. That's amazing. So a team of Emirati school children, and they competed in a manufacturing challenge that was based around sustainability. It was absolutely great to work with the students and also to learn about culture. But more specifically for me, it was also the first time that I'd ever flown overseas. So that was quite the experience. And you got to go to Dubai out of all places. So, you know, I'm sure that would have must have been an extra icing on the cake for you. Um, also, with, um, in the workplace um, and in any role, um, there are obviously challenges that can arise um, in, any, in, any, in any role. Um, and I wanted to sort of ask you about any, um, about any challenges that you may have faced uh, whilst on your apprenticeship. But, you know, I'm sure any challenge brings also opportunities for growth and for personal development. Um, so, you know, it'd just be good to get any idea of any challenges that you faced and how um, you sort of grew from that. Yeah, um, I don't know if we consider it a challenge as such, but when I first joined the apprenticeship, I kept questioning if I'd made the right choice and if I was missing out on not going to college and university like all of my friends were. Out of my sort of close friend group, I was the only one to choose an apprenticeship and probably the one that people least expected. Um, but in hindsight, it was definitely been the right choice for me. I've been able to get stuck into a career that I absolutely love and I can keep up my academic studies, which has always been important to me. And as I mentioned earlier, I've had the opportunity to get involved in so much more than just a day job. So that's the STEM outreach activities, working with yourselves at the Royal Aeronautical Society and also there's been a number of opportunities within BAE systems that I probably wouldn't have had the chance if I'd gone elsewhere. 
that's fantastic and and obviously Zoe you've been um you've been uh, very uh, you've been closely affiliated with uh, with the Royal Aeronautical Society for some time now and we've great we've thoroughly um, enjoyed um having you at some of our events and um and, you know um the way and the way you've obviously represented the society um, at external at external events has been fantastic um so we very much like to thank you for that um I would thank also you. I want to ask you about, no worries anytime you're always welcome so um, with regards to a professional body such as the Royal Aeronautical Society, um, how do you, what do you think our role is, sort of, as a professional body, um, to supporting young people into apprenticeship across the aerospace and aviation sector? I think professional bodies play a, a massive part in supporting young people in, in a couple of ways, really. So, not only do you raise the awareness of apprenticeships through your outreach activities, which I know firsthand you do a lot of, um, but you also support apprentices and other young people as they're starting out in their careers. I know I certainly benefited from the Young Persons Network that the Society has and also the range of conferences and different events. They've really helped to build my knowledge of the sector. I think bodies like the Royal Aeronautical Society also have a part to play in bringing the different areas of the sector together. Sometimes, because we're so close to one particular area, we might not be aware of what's going on in the wider sector, and there might be great learning out there for us. So I think professional bodies play a big part in trying to facilitate that collaboration between the different areas, and also doing that from an early stage in a person's career. Absolutely, and I think you're right. You know, I think the role of professional bodies is sort of to act, um, is sort of to act in collaboration with the sector in order to support the uh, the next generation of uh, young people who want to um, embark on uh, careers across the sector. And that is one of the vital roles that um, the Royal Aeronautical Society has played um, in supporting young people, and we very much hope to uh, continue that. Um, we're obviously facing a very challenging time at the moment. Um, the last sort of almost ten months now, we've been. Uh, the world has been sort of taken, you know, been sh been been shocked by what's happened in terms of the impact, uh, in terms of the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, which has take, which has um, caused a lot of impact across our aerospace, across the aerospace sector, not only in the UK but globally. Um, and I wanted to sort of um, ask you about um, whether you feel that the impact of the uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic um, presents a threat or an opportunity for apprenticeships in our sector. I think there's an element of both. I think, unfortunately, there's a threat to certain industries, such as civil aviation, um, as there's a, there's a potential loss there of talent, which means that we don't have that to pass on to the next generation. However, I think it's also opening up opportunities. So the response to COVID has seen different ways of working being embraced, and we're using technology in different ways. So I think that opens up a few more opportunities for us to share our knowledge and to make it more accessible to the next generation. And it also shows that you don't necessarily need to live within a certain radius to work for a particular company, which sometimes has been a barrier for people starting apprenticeships or opting for a certain career because of location and accessibility. But I definitely think there's learning that we can carry forward from the pandemic so that we can improve how basically how we 
train up the next generation. Absolutely, and you know, it's always it's always about continuous progress, um, regardless of what situation you're faced with. And I think that um, whilst you know the COVID nineteen pandemic has um, created created um, a lot of uh, a lot a lot of um, downturn um, in the industry, there there is always the uh, the possibility of opportunity. Um, and I believe that obviously we can, um, as an industry, the industry will adapt and will move forward and probably come out stronger. Um, that is our hope anyway, um, looking further down the line. Um, in terms of um, looking forward, looking looking down the line for your your sort of your career and your sort of um, your sort of professional development, what what are your next plans in terms of where do you see yourself in the next few years? At the moment, I'm currently working towards incorporated engineer status, so I'm trying to do as much as I can to to meet the requirements for that. And um, as I mentioned to Nick earlier. Once I complete my higher national diploma, I'd really like to pursue a degree. Um, that's that's the, the the main things for me at the moment. Absolutely, that 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 sounds fantastic. And um, looking sort of even further down um, in the long term, uh, what would your ultimate long term career goal be? There are probably two main things that I'm aiming for. One of them is chartership. Um, I'd really like to be a chartered engineer. And the other one is experience with working overseas, um, especially given the experience I had out in the United Arab Emirates. I'd really like to follow that up. Um, personally, I'm driven more by skills and experience rather than a specific role or a title. Um, the way I see it, what's to say that a particular role or title will still exist in 10 20 years time um, so I'd, I'd rather work out which skills I'd like to develop and what I'd like to achieve and then find a suitable role to, to help me achieve that. I think that sounds very um, that that sounds very uh, very safe um, at the moment and I think that like you said we don't know um, what roles will be available in the next 20 to 30 years because our industry is always evolving and changing um, and we don't know where the industry will be um, and I'm sure there'll obviously be a lot of new technology um, and a lot of um, sort of new initiatives that may change the direction of the industry. But, you know, who, who knows what will happen? So it's best, you know, I think, like as you're saying, um, to sort of keep your sort of work on certain skills that you want to take forward. And then that will give you more flexibility um, to sort of adapt to a role um, which may come about in the future, which may not be in existence today. So that's really, really fantastic. Um, and finally, what I what advice would you give um, to someone who wants to do an apprenticeship in aerospace? I'd say make sure you do your research. There are there's so many different apprenticeships out there now at different levels from advanced up to degree apprenticeships. And they're also available in so many different fields. There's a lot of great resources and places you can go to find out more, um, such as yourselves at the Royal Aeronautical Society and company events like the BA Systems Career Fairs. Um, I definitely recommend talking to people that, that work in the industry and see if it sounds interesting to you. Ultimately, after you've done your research, if, if it feels right for you and the time is right, then, then go for it because people around you might have their own views of apprenticeships as they did when I was leaving school. But at the end of the day, it'll be you doing the work. So it has to feel right for you. 
Absolutely, absolutely. That that is fantastic, and I uh, and I'm sure um, you know there, I'm sure that that there will be a lot of young people um, in the future who um, will be interested in going into an apprenticeship in aerospace as it's only growing and it's only going to get bigger and big, bigger and stronger um, in 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 terms of aerospace recruitment going down the line. So um, thank you so very much for that, Zoe. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you, um, and also um, thank you very much for. Um, your support of the Royal Aeronautical Society um, and for what we do. It's, um, it's been great talking to you um, and I shall hand over back to uh, Nick. Thank you, Rishi. Um, Zoe, just want to say thank you so much from, from the, the team here at the Society. Um, really, really great insight into, into your role as an apprentice and obviously um, you know you're uh, looking to the future in your in your in your new current role um, at BAE Systems. Um, really, really exciting future ahead for you. Sounds really, really exciting. Um, I just want to say thank you again from us. Um, um, we're very lucky at the moment. We're um, now in the fourteenth um, year that National Apprenticeship Week has been running, and during these difficult times. Um, the careers team here at the Royal Aeronautical Society wanted to showcase the amazing opportunities an apprenticeship can bring to a young professional who's looking to get into the aerospace and aviation industry. Um, and we'd really like your support to help us promote National Apprenticeship Week. Um, so the week is running between the 8th and the 12th of February this year. Um, and in line with the theme of the week, please share the information on apprenticeships by using the hashtag build the future and support us um, and other organisations celebrating the diversity and value apprenticeships bring to not only the employers, but also the apprentices and also the, the communities that these um, companies and employers serve across the UK as well. And just to, to let everybody know, let all our listeners know, the uh, podcast will be available on the Society SoundCloud. Um, and just also a quick, quick note to say, um, if you would like any more information, advice and guidance on apprenticeships, um, then please do go to our careersinaerospace.com website, where you'll find lots of information on there about um, going down the apprenticeship route for aerospace and aviation. And of course, we're always here as a team to speak to anybody on a one-to-one -one basis. So please do email careers at aerosociety.com if you would like to arrange a one-to-one -one discussion with a member of the team, um, whether it's um, about um, looking for an apprenticeship or anything else um, to do with your career with, within the industry as well. So again, just want to say thank you to Zoe um, and wishing you, uh, all, all, you the best, all the best of luck for your future endeavours. Um, sounds really, really exciting. Um, and to all our listeners as well, just to say thank you for joining us um, and hope everybody stays safe and well. Thank you very much indeed. Bye bye now.